Searching carefully for God's lost ones. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are continuing on today in Luke chapter 15. And uh, today we'll be in verses 8 through 10. It's kind of a small story, but it is the second um, in this vignette of stories about lost things or lost ones. And in this particular story, uh, Jesus sets the stage uh, to tell another version of um, the story he told yesterday, uh, all to make the point that God cares about the lost. And uh, they may be lost in their own spirits, they may be lost in the far country, they may be lost in their sin, they may be lost to many other things, but they're not lost to Him. He does not lose account of them. He does not forget about them. He does not stop caring, even when they're not walking close to Him and living in His presence. God cares deeply for the lost, and these stories make the point Uh, that God cares deeply for the lost. Um, Today's story is a short one, but I think it has some good insight and understanding for us. Uh, But before we get into the text, let's go before the throne. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you for a new day to walk with you. I thank you for um, life and breath. I thank you, Lord God, for the truth uh, that you are always with us and that you always care. And Father, today we ask that you would guide us into your word, that you would bring new insight and understanding to our hearts as we study it together. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Jesus teaches, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, we don't know the economic standing of the woman Jesus talks about, but she probably is uh, a woman like many he has met in his earthly ministry. Uh, a woman who was faithful and frugal, struggling to make ends meet for her family. And uh, every penny counted in that household. And one day she was taking accounts of what they had on hand and she noticed a coin. She was confident she had in her purse the day before was missing. And she had it down to the <laughs> to the penny. She knew she had ten silver coins, and one comes up missing, and she's stressing out because that coin is going to help pay the rent or buy groceries or um, pay for someone to see the doctor. And Jesus sets the stage by saying, "Doesn't this person, doesn't this woman who is on a tight budget?" light a lamp, sweep her house clean, turn everything upside down, and search every nook and cranny of that house carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she is overflowing with joy because this lost coin, this lost resource, uh, which had her fretting and had her concerned, has been found. 
And she calls her friends and she calls her neighbors to tell them the good news and they celebrate with her. Jesus says in the same way, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now the point he's making is that every soul matters to God. Every soul. And we look uh, in the newspaper and we watch the news every single day and we see people doing terrible things to each other. Uh, It seems that there's barely a month that goes by without news of another mass shooting in our world. And you wonder the value that we as a society place on uh, victims, of course, we 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 uh, we identify with the parents and families who have lost loved ones, and we hate the evil that was done. Um, but we forget that there's a person behind the gun who had a life experience, who was prompted to do this terrible thing, who maybe for no fault of their own, was misguided in this life and feeling very lonely and feeling very disconnected from love, who took a radical step to do a terrible thing um, that seems to go beyond comprehension. We don't understand what would motivate someone to do such terrible things. But that person is a lost sheep, uh, and, 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 that, and that person has value to his or her creator. And that person has a soul and that person has a spirit. And yes, they've done this terrible, unbelievably regretful thing. And yet um, they have a soul and they have a, a God in heaven who created them, who weeps over the direction their life has taken, who loves them and longs for them to turn from their wickedness and turn toward his heart for forgiveness. And it seems impossible at times for someone so wicked uh, to turn to Jesus. But the reality is uh, that capacity for wickedness exists inside of every human heart. The motivating forces may not be there, but the capacity exists in every heart. And so while we definitely identify with the pain, loss, and suffering of those who have been wounded in events like that, we often forget the soul of the one who committed the act. And that we have a creator in heaven who values that soul as much as he values our souls. And he longs for that soul to turn and to come and receive forgiveness and be restored in the same way. And so, my friends, uh, we must value the lost and the way that God values the lost. And sometimes that may not make sense to our logical mind because we may be learning to love and pursue people that we never put value on before. Because Jesus said, go love those people, go love that person, and we will begin turning houses upside down, looking in every nook and cranny for those lost ones when Jesus puts them on our hearts. I had that experience a decade and a half ago, living in a small central Ohio town, my heart began to be burdened for the older teenagers and young adults who were hanging out downtown cruising and having impromptu car shows on the square. And the Lord put it on my heart to go after them, (laughs) to begin to love on them and to begin to minister to them. And I invited some friends from church to go with me. And before long, we knew several hundred of them. And we began ministering Jesus' love to their hearts. And out of that flowed some of the most amazing friendships of my life. 
and I learned to love people as they were where they were. And I allowed and I learned to allow the Holy Spirit of God to go to work on their hearts. And I, I learned to understand the limits of my witness and uh, the line between what we could do and what God had to do if those people were going to come to Jesus. And it was a sweet, sweet time, and I know that uh, God used it, and I'm grateful for those partners in ministry who went with me into that trench for many, many years. And um, I'm grateful for what the Lord taught me about loving the broken and loving the lost through that ministry. And often what I received was uh, being in the position of being the recipient of much love back from them. And it was humbling and it was life-changing. And I hope you too, my friend, will find the trench that Jesus is calling you into and you'll learn to love the lost and call them to his heart. And uh, like the angels of of heaven, we will rejoice when one of them turns to Jesus and comes home. All right, my friends, thanks for studying with me today and taking the time out of your day to uh, come alongside and share God's word. And we'll look forward to doing doing it again tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day.